Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip and commentary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've just a week to go now before we're live on stage with the new show, Cocaine Cowboys. Final tickets on sale from mcd.ie, our venues. Noting the kind of the decline in the heroin trade, but really flagging this up as, if not an inevitability, an absolute huge risk that, that this was going to hit our shores. If you look at, say, crack cocaine or even cocaine itself, there was a lag from when it hit the US to when it came to Europe, but it did come inevitably. If the heroin isn't available, those synthetic drugs are going to be brought in by the criminal gangs. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Fears that the deadly drug fentanyl will soon be widely available in Ireland are growing as criminal networks move to flood the market with the highly potent opioid. A Taliban ban on poppy cultivation in Afghanistan, along with ambitious Mexican cartels now based in Europe, mean experts are forecasting a perfect storm. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the next deadly threat from a potent factory-produced drug which has become the biggest killer of young users in the US. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So tell me about the book that you're reading. I'm reading a book called Smoke and Ashes, A Hidden History of Opium, basically. by a, It's actually by a novelist called Amitav Ghosh, who I never read any of his no. novels. But Where'd you come across this? Uh, it came in free to the to the office, believe it or not, and it sat there for a number of months. Yeah. And I've I've uh, one of our colleagues, Robbie Farrell, suggested it to me. That looks boring enough for you to read, right? <laughs> Basically, no, I'd say that's interesting. No, it? it is interesting, like because it's obviously it's it's the history of of opium really yeah. in China and India as well. Haven't finished it yet, but that's really where it's focused. But I suppose in a broader sense it shows uh, it's not just about the drug itself being an underground thing that people became addicted to, but it's how the great powers, I mean, certainly the British Empire uh, fought wars to be allowed to sell opium in these countries and yeah. just how it was used uh, as a political pawn. 
mm-hmm. I suppose, um, and how politics interacted with it. And like, although that's kind of hot, hot, it sounds like, well, that's all history and colonialism and the British fought the opium wars to be allowed mm-hmm pump opium into China like you know they actually went to war to be allowed to do it but you still see uh, obviously in in Colombia the Americans interceding there world politics plays a role in Colombia and destruction of cocoa plants and obviously in the heroin market um, politics has played a huge role because in Afghanistan Afghanistan produces nearly all the opium I think or all the poppy plants that are ultimately become heroin. It's the biggest producer of, of heroin. And politics has played a constant role because at times uh, the Taliban have used it to fundraise. The Americans have tried to destroy it. There have also been a lot more murky parts to it. But um, and up to date, the Taliban have banned the production of it. Yes. And it seems to, from plant to product, takes 12 to 18 months. So yeah. that hasn't yet been properly seen yet whether or not they are going to cause a problem with supply of heroin on the streets. And obviously that brings us to up to date to why we're discussing yeah. the threat of fentanyl here in Ireland, which is the synthetic version yeah. essentially of it. Well, I mean, look, it, it it's definitely, they seem to be saying it's going to have an effect. The Taliban, after sort of turning a blind eye to it for many years and allowing the heroin trade to be a source of fundraising uh, after they sort of retook the country. They seem to have taken a different stance and stamped it out. Mm. As you said, like it takes, you know, like any uh, product on the market. Yeah, it takes a while. It takes a while, but we're seeing now over the last, uh, probably since September, October, um, in in Dublin in particular, we're seeing uh, a drug called nitrazine, which is a heroin substitute it's not fentanyl, but it's something like it. And that has all of a sudden, even uh, it's appeared on the streets of Dublin and it's causing this major fear of overdoses. Um, just last week, I think it was, the HSE put out another warning. You um, see them on the streets and the way in, on the roads and the way into yeah. Dublin flashing up on the road traffic signs. Yeah, yeah. These warnings, um, saw them myself there last year. Yeah. I was actually coming into town one day and yeah. it was the really bad. Do you remember there was a weekend that there was about yeah, was, 90 overdoses or yeah, something Yeah, I think like it was this. actually, it was 57 non-fatal. Non-fatal. Yeah. But I actually was coming in to town and I saw, first of all, the signs and then I saw somebody being taken by ambulance yeah. who had overdosed. Yeah. Like really, really strong. And that's the problem with it. Um, it's the strength of it. So they say fentanyl, even a tiny, like, you know, speck of it. Is can be lethal. Yeah, it is more than or up to a hundred times more potent than heroin. Yeah, in a very small amount, it's caused a huge problem in the US, which are slightly different to us because they were coming from an opioid addicted population anyway. Yeah, they had been for a long time prescribing oxycontin and other. drugs for pain relief uh, oversubscribing it the huge big scandal with all that we might go into it someday but um, you know we'd go off topic too much but that seems to have left people open to buying it on the streets this fentanyl it's coming into the entire drug system Um, they're cutting cocaine with it as well because it's making it stronger and they are looking at 100,000 people dying a year. They say one every three hours overdoses in New York on fentanyl. So serious is the crisis that Joe Biden has even been speaking about, you know, measures they're putting in place across the states. In California, for example, they have test strips that you can 
they're handing out free for drug users yeah. to be able to see if there's any fentanyl in whatever street drugs they're buying. Um, you know, it's it's Europe has been kind of waiting for it. Yeah. It, it feels as if it's been, it knows it's coming and it's just a question of when. And yeah. of course, for we've spoken about the Taliban, the production of it, etc. But the fact of the matter is fentanyl is produced in a factory. Yeah. So you're cutting out the idea that you have to deal with the Afghani suppliers, that you have to transport this illegal substance across borders and all the ways that uh, it has to be got to market as such. Um so fentanyl is like the clear route for drug dealers. It's the clear route. And, you know, obviously nitrazine is it's just another, like we don't probably understand the chemical makeup of these things, but it's just the same. It's another synthetic product that replaces heroin. Like in the, in the US, of course, what happened is like the fentanyl crisis has caused such destruction that they say it's actually brought down the mortality rate of the country as a whole. So people are dying, like it's actually brought it down. I mean, it's it's also... Um, brought like, it up. Well, it's brought it, so people are dying at a younger, like the average age of people are dying in the States is getting younger. And, and well, because it's the top killer of 18 to 25 year olds. Exactly. Now. So, I mean, that's actually brought the whole country's mortality rate mm. down. And of course, in developed countries, as the, as we're called, over generations, the mortality rate has gone up. People in Ireland, I can't remember exactly, but it's something in their early 80s, people are, are dying. But in America, it's actually coming down, not solely for, for fentanyl, but fentanyl is playing a role. So that's it's that sort of impact. Mm. Um, if you compare, obviously... To, to other conditions, it's it's right up there alongside certain types of cancer and all of that. Um, obviously, the Mexican cartels uh, diversified into, into fentanyl and because they had those supply routes, they were able to get it into America really quickly and easily and quite cheaply as well. Um, those routes haven't automatically existed in Europe, but there we heard Seamus Boland uh in a couple of interviews last year, towards the end of the year, saying that Irish criminal gangs were actually brought over to to South America to discuss uh, bringing fentanyl into into Ireland. They were brought over as part of a European sort of conference, I suppose, to discuss bringing that in. Like obviously, the heroin trade has become a smaller part of the overall drugs business in Ireland and across Europe, and. There was obviously a major Caesar in, in, in Ireland last year. There's people before the courts not to get into it. But that, I think that was the biggest one of Caesar in Europe that year. So there's still a lot of money to be made selling heroin. If the heroin isn't available, those synthetic drugs are going to be brought in by the criminal gangs. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But I think with fentanyl, the risk is, and Europol have spoken about this, obviously, you know, if they want to test the market, and the market has been tested here before, you know, in 2016, mm. there was a series of overdoses and it was it was pure fentanyl yeah. that was found at that point. Yeah. It had made its way into the street um, heroin supplies. Mm. And I think there were six overdoses, non-fatal. But yeah. so that sort of thing is what they would call testing the market. Yeah. Seeing what, you know, the market, unfortunately, is usually polydrug users. Yeah. We're buying anything and we'll take anything and yeah. aren't really actively watching their health, no. which is the problem. Um, obviously, in the States, a lot of young people, a lot of superstars, a lot of really, you know, famous people have also died from taking this. But the, the Europol line on it is and their worry is that 
they have identified Mexican cartels yeah. basing themselves now in Europe, yeah. like not just having salesmen, but basing themselves in Europe. And they are known as the cooks. They yeah. know how to make it. Yeah. So there, some of the components of fentanyl come from China, yeah. but you can ultimately make it within Europe. It doesn't need to be shipped from America, no. South America or Central America. It can be made within Europe and they are sort of supposed to be offering these services of teaching people how to cook it yeah. and maybe operating EU-based product, production sites, which is cutting out the big risk of trying to enter it through the ports of Europe. Yeah. And from Europe, then obviously you have most of Europe is accessed by you know, by road yeah. network. Um, and all of that sort of stuff is is what's worrying. I think the the police, obviously, they will have to deal with the fallout from it. But also also health um officials. Yeah, I mean the, the big risk I think with fentanyl is that it's, you know, it's obviously a dangerous drug in of itself. But what happens is that um people are mixing it with other substances that are there. So they may have a bit of heroin, they'll throw in a bit of fentanyl to make it more potent. Um, and they'll mix it in with other, even just ordinary mixing substances. But there's no, obviously, quality control there. And so it can lead very easily to accidental overdoses. Because the drug is so potent, if it's if too much of it is put in, you don't have, you know, obviously people checking these things in a way that you would with a, an ordinary product. And in the US, a lot of people have accidentally overdosed just because of that mixing process. Mm. And obviously that's what's happening with the nitrazine in Ireland as well, that people are getting a, a you know, a 20 euro, 30 euro bag, um, it'll, it could look the proper size, but you really don't know what the composition is. And that, that has led to these non-fatal overdoses. And people have been very lucky. And you have to say the HSE have done a good job with the alert system that that information does seem to have got around. And you can see that the incredible value of a, a more progressive approach to putting out those those warnings. But that is the big the big danger. Um, fentanyl became one of the big earners for the Mexican cartels uh, in recent years. They 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 were able, to, as you said, they what they call the precursor to fentanyl were being made in China by probably in in many cases by like legitimate companies. If you want, um, they would produce a part a part of what is used to make fentanyl. And then it was being put together and made by the Mexican cartels themselves and just smuggled over the border. So that seems to, as you said, you know, because rather than ship it across the land, the Atlantic, which probably slowed it down. Um, Europol put out a, a, a report last year noting the kind of the decline in the heroin trade, but really flagging this up as, if not an inevitability, an absolute huge risk that that this was going to hit our shores. And we've seen it again and again. I mean, if you look at, say, crack cocaine or even cocaine itself, there was a lag from when it hit the US uh, to when it came to Europe, but it did come uh, inevitably. Mm. I mean, you know, areas of Dublin are yeah. currently having a experiencing a crack cocaine yeah. epidemic. We're yeah. not even really talking about it too much, no. but the fact is that they are. Um, close to home in the UK, the NHS has issued warnings and they have noted spikes in the fentanyl deaths in 2019 and in 2023. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, we're next stop. We are. I mean, the UK, you know, there is from the transport network of drugs coming directly from Europe 
it is left off usually in, in the UK and then transported on to Ireland, which is another kind of sign of um, the risk that we're facing. I think the Justice Minister herself, Helen McEntee, and along with uh, Seamus Boland warned about the risks of it. Um, you know, it is actually a, a legitimate drug. Yeah. It's a painkiller that's used in, yeah. in hospitals. Yeah. And it's mainly used to treat patients in, in late stages of cancer and, you yeah. know, if they've had operations, it's a kind of a morphine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and just like opium, I mean, opium yeah. was a was a, a medical drug for many, many years and heroin itself uh, was developed as a, as a pain relieving drug. Um, it's still, you know, diamorphine. Uh, which is really pure heroin is is you still used in medical settings um, or variants of it? Uh, people that have people will probably everybody will know somebody that's been treated with morphine at some point in in hospital. Um, so it's it, of course these are legitimate, but uh, it's when they hit the streets. Um, see, like the 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 composition of how people take drugs. As is changing anyway over the last decade. I mean, there used to be a quite distinct uh, barrier between heroin and, and cocaine and it was really one or the other or, or you know, ecstasy or whatever. But in, in the last 10 years, they've seen an absolute rise as well. If you talk about crack cocaine addiction, the other uh, addiction that has risen is the abuse of prescription medications. Um you know, uh, uh, benzodiazepines and various types. So people have become used to being, as you described them, poly users, mm. where where once heroin addicts bought heroin and that's it. Um, these these range of different prescription medications are also being used by people that are in, in the height of that addiction. Um, that has opened, I suppose, the market up to these newer products, uh, these newer substitutes. And it is very dangerous. And in America, um, you know, it's become a big political issue um, mm. just because of the, the visible destruction that can be seen in some inner cities in the US. Um, but a lot of people would say it's become a bit big political issue because a lot of those <clears throat> that are dying are middle class educated students mm. from middle class families. And, uh, you know, they are taking it It's it's because it has made its way now into sort of the cocaine uh, because they're cutting cocaine with it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, the drug dealers, they're buying a bar of heroin or, you know, a few hundred grams of coke. Yeah. If they can cut that and make yeah. it more powerful, more potent and sell more of it, they will. They don't give a shit what they're putting no. into it. No. So you get some fentanyl and you stick it into that and yeah. all of a sudden you've got a product that's stronger, that goes further, that you can cut it with talcum powder or whatever you're putting into it uh, to make it, you're, you're trebling your your money, your yeah. profits. And that's what they're all about. Well, yeah, I mean, they're not, uh, if you're a particularly moral person, you're probably not in the heroin trade anyway. Exactly. I mean, alongside all of this, we have the the government debate on drugs, uh, liberalisation, and um, we have other issues arising uh, to do with centres where people could take drugs, uh, you know, it, within city centres, you know, uh, injecting injection clinics, basically, that would be supervised and monitor for health problems. So we have all of this big debate and mm. um, into the mix comes this very lethal, potent substance. And uh, it's not clear what's going to happen. We also have then the the other side, which is a growing lobby against the open use of drugs in the city centre. So that has also uh, become a very political issue in the US um, for, you know, for the, the Republican Party are really, you know, focusing in on that. 
So it's going to be a really difficult uh, situation how we're going to manage all of this. Um, I think the kind of like really what is going on in Afghanistan yeah. is going to be the big test really of yeah. fentanyl and, yeah. and its entry into Europe, whether it becomes. Yeah. And really that's going to happen. You know, it was, I think, last year in April yeah. that the Taliban decided they were imposing a crackdown on the yeah. copy production, basically, and cultivation in Afghanistan. So by... April coming will be 12 months into that. Yeah. And then within the next six months. So by the end of this year, moving into 2025, mm. if there is that heroin drought, yeah, that's really when I suppose opportunists within the drug market will be sort of gearing up and maybe testing the system. Now, there was reports before Christmas that some tablets that had got into the prison service were going to be tested for fentanyl because there had been this sort of unprecedented amount of overdoses within yeah. the prison system. We haven't heard what the results of those testings yeah. were, whether that was pure fentanyl or whether it was one of these other substances we're talking about also made in factories. Um but all those, all the signs are there really, aren't they? They're all there. And, you know, we've, there have been droughts before on the heroin market due to geopolitical issues. And they're all universally predicting this is the case. As I said, Afghanistan produces, it is estimated 90% of the world's supply. Um, so it's not, it's unlikely to be taken up by some other criminal gangs you know, sometimes if there's been crackdowns on cocaine in Colombia, you'll see a, a rise in countries around it like Bolivia or, or other countries that can produce it. But it just doesn't seem to be anywhere else. Um, the, the reality is the, the, the drop of the, the availability of heroin won't cure people of addiction, unfortunately. Mm. So it will go to other sources. So it's a, it's a deep concern and the nitrazine overdoses, I think point away what what could really happen and mm. um, they were managed really well I think there seemed to have been a very quick response it seems to be that the alerts and the messages were able to get out amongst that community and people did respond to them and um, so but 57 you know non-fatal overdoses I mean there is an element of luck that people didn't die there you have mm. to be and just say that. if you consider the pressure that would have put on the A&E yeah. services the hospital yeah. services you know yeah. you're looking at a huge amount of people needing yeah. I mean what happens in an overdose I think if what's been described in the fentanyl overdose is the minute it hits the system it's gone you're yeah. just knocked out blue yeah. and really you know you need medical attention yeah I mean I think I think it can lead to organ failure very quickly. Mm. Um, you know, it can collapse. But when somebody has a non-fatal overdose, like, are mm. they kept well, in hospital system for a long time? Or well, I mean, I don't, I don't yeah, know. But I'm there is, there out. is this obviously anti-overdose drug that has been made available as well. Uh, naloxine, naloxine, is it? Yeah. So I mean, I think that kind of restarts the heart basically and that that has been used and is is like part and parcel of the ambulance services yep. in the states they have yep. loads of that because yeah. so many call yep. outs are for that reason and you've seen stuff I'm sure on the telly when yep. they arrive and they just inject that yeah. and it brings people back to life it's quite yep. an extraordinary yep. drug actually you yep. know what I mean I mean I think um, you saw it, is it the same drug that was in Pulp Fiction famously if you remember that scene where they kind of when John Travolta yeah, yeah, character bring, was dancing with Mrs. Yes, Mia, yeah. Mrs. Mia Wallace brings her back I actually don't think that's the exact drug but it's an idea like that yeah. people have seen that film so there's again there's another debate about how it is available obviously in Dublin but to make it more available and you know make people 
be able to access it quickly and easily. Um, and, you know, there's, it's very hard to see why it wouldn't be, you know? Yeah, yeah. OK, well, look, I'm no doubt we'll come back to this issue over the coming months. Thank you, Niall. Thanks, Nicola. You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Clodamini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review. Or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe. Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.